You are listening to I Survived the Wild Outdoors podcast, where real outdoors men and women share their heroic tales of survival. I'm your host, Brad Mathewson, and this is their story. My special guest today is former Marine Scott Renner, who hails from the Hoosier State of Indiana. Scott has a deep passion for everything outdoors, and each spring and fall, he lends his expertise by guiding our military veterans on turkey and deer hunts. This past November, had Scott on an out-of-state deer hunt in Missouri. He had no idea his trophy buck he would harvest would come close to ending his life. Can you tell me what happened that day, Scott? Well, this is the fourth year I've been to Missouri deer hunting with a bunch of friends, and uh, we hunt in north-central Missouri. Okay. Um, It's a great place. Um, It's... It's, it's, it's got a lot of deer. Um, you always see a ton of deer. Um, so we hung our stands on Thursday, uh, didn't hunt. We hunted Friday evening and then seen a lot of deer. Um, hunted Saturday morning, seen a lot of deer. <clears throat> um, hunted Saturday evening and about five o'clock, I had a, a decent 10 pointer chase a doe in. Uh, I shot him. Uh, thought I hit him back a little bit. So I just, I waited till almost dark got down and went back to the cabin where everybody's at. We ate dinner, uh, got side by sides about 10 o'clock and thought we'll go back and find him just so the coyotes didn't need him. Yep. So we get down, um, get down to where he's at, pick up the blood and really didn't go a hundred yards. And that's where, that's where he was laying there. He was dead when I got out of the tree. Um, I just didn't think he was, I, my shot was better than I thought. Um, but it's better to be safe than sorry. Yep. So, we flipped him over. We uh, end up gutting him, um, putting the tag on him. Uh, me and a, a buddy was getting ready to throw him in the back of the side beside. And when we picked him up, um, he went through the creek, so his, his hocks were all wet, his legs were wet. When he did, he slipped, and we ended up knocking the tailgate off the side beside. <laughs> when I did, I fell forward. And I think my, my buddy still had the horns up. And when I fell, I ran the G2 in my left eye socket. Oh, my Uh, gosh. Yeah. I broke my orbital bone, broke my nose, and it actually punctured the first layer of the gel coat on your brain. Um, Instantly, my eye went slammed shut. I couldn't see out of it. And I fell on all fours after I pulled off the sign. And the blood, I mean, I opened my right eye was open, and the blood just, it was horrible. I mean, any any kind of brain or you know, head injury bleeds bad. Anyway. Oh yeah, wow. And uh, where it broke my nose, that left side of my nostril was gushing. The nose was gushing. Um, everybody's kind of just running around in chaos. Uh, Mike Johnson, a good friend of mine, uh, had a brown jersey glove in his pocket. Whether it was clean or not, I do not know. But he shoved that glove up in that hole <clears throat> to get the bleeding to stop. Um, I got pretty weak. I thought, well, I lost enough blood. I thought, well, I'm going to pass out, guys. I, I just thought, I said, I'm going to pass out, I think. I said, we need to get me out of here and get to the hospital. Because I honestly sat there on all fours and thought, well, you've done a lot of stupid stuff in your life, but this was this one here, this one might take your life with it. Yep. And I really, I didn't know if I was going to get out of the woods or not. Um, we got in the side-by-side. We drove it down in the woods. Uh, Casey was driving out. Hit a stump. I thought he broke the side to side. He was trying to hurry. Then he hit a ditch and about flipped us over. And I thought, well, I'm not going to get out. Him will die the other way. <clears throat> well, we got out, got to the top, um, drove back to the cabin across the pastures, 
got back, I went in and literally pulled sweatshirt off that had blood all over the camo sweatshirt, took my Sika pants off, had sweatpants under them, um, put my, my Hey Dudes on and another sweatshirt and away we went. We went to Kirksville, Missouri Hospital. Um, it's not a trauma center by any means. I mean, it's, it's a hospital and, and they did what they could do, but the doctor pretty much as soon as I got in there and he got to look and he said, we're going to fly you to uh, Missouri U in Columbia. Wow. And I was like, okay, cool. I get a fly. I get a helicopter ride. And they give me some pain meds to help. Cause it was, I mean, on the way there, it took us a little over an hour to get there. And I was, I was just grinding my teeth. I didn't know what to do to her. Uh, so I tried to text my wife, which was not a good idea. No. At 30, 11 o'clock at night, and she's already in bed at home. But um, so we get there. The doc's sending me the, you know, you know, fly me. Well, then he comes back and he said, we got to take you by bus because it's raining. The helicopter can't fly. So we had an hour and a half ambulance ride to Columbia, which they kept me pretty pain-free. You know, we talked. and It was, I mean, it wasn't a horrible trip. And when they got me there, they had a trauma team waiting. Uh, they were cutting stuff off. They cut my, they took my shoes off. I didn't have to cut my hay dudes off. And then they, I took my pants off and they're like, well, we're cutting your shirt off. And we're not pulling it over your face. I was like, okay. So they cut my shirt off and got me all hooked up on monitors and everything. And the doctor come in and they cleaned me up a little bit and ran me straight into a CT. <clears throat> well, after they CT'd, they said, the neurosurgeon is coming. He's got to see you we might have to do surgery on your brain to get that, that brain bleed to stop. And I was like, Oh no. Wow. Um, yeah, that, that really hit home. It scared me. You know, I thought, man, what in the world is going on? Uh, so, you know, we just kind of went with it. So I finally got a hold of my wife and she's like, what did you do? And I was, I told her the story. Um, but and she was like, well, I'm coming out now. And I said, well, you don't need to drive out here at midnight one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning by yourself. No. So a good buddy of mine's a fireman here at home. Brian Bailey is a great guy. Um, I called him and, uh, he said, don't worry about it. Me and Erica, will just go pick her up here and we'll, we'll take, we'll get the kids taken care of. So somebody came over to hang out with his children while he brought my wife all the way to Columbia, Missouri, which I'm guessing six hour drive roughly. Um, <clears throat> and which is, I mean, I can't thank the guy enough. It, it's just, I, I can't repay him for that. I, I mean, I, you know, he's, he's just a good friend. But uh, so they brought her out, and the doctors were filling her all in. Um, I spent five nights, six days at the hospital. They finally released me to come home. They said, you're doing pretty good. The neurosurgeon wanted me to check up with the doctor here as soon as I got home. And I, I called from out there and got it set up. And it was like four-day wait, whatever. Um, by that time black because my whole eye was black my forehead was black my nose was black my cheek was black and by that time it had already cleared up to where you could just barely see the stitches you know the knot where the time went in because it created a knot there yep um, which really didn't affect me um they weren't sure if i was going to lose my eyesight and they said well i think you're going to be okay but you need to go see an optometrist you need to you know do this do that so that was another call I made while I was in Missouri. Well, so they released us. My wife is bringing me home. Um, they give me a bunch of pain meds. I do not like pain meds, so I don't take them until I'm really in pain. Um, so it's kind of a dumb move because you're already past the point of them really helping you. Yep. But 
just, we got home. I went and seen the optometrist first. Uh, he did a bunch of scans of my eye, pressure tested, 20-20 vision. It did not affect my eyesight at all. Got that's super lucky. That's awesome. Um, went to the doctor two days later, and he's like, oh, my God, you look, like, good. I goes, I've, I've seen, you know, the picture. Someone showed me a picture of you, and he goes, I figured your whole face would still be black and blue. I was like, no, it, it healed. I mean, if you didn't know, you wouldn't know that I had that injury 10 days earlier. Yep. It was just, it healed so fast, which is great. I mean, I, I can't believe it did. And it still gives me, I get headaches on that side. Especially if I'm sitting, I sit in a tree stand here opening day of, of our gun season and uh, just the scanning left and right. And it, you know, I hunted about one o'clock and I usually hunt all day. And I was like, I text my wife and I was like, hey, I'm getting down. My head is busting. I'm ready to go home. And so she got down. We went home and I didn't hunt the right evening just because I'd say considering migraines like candy. But other than that, I mean, the only thing the doctors out there said is you're very lucky because a quarter inch deeper or a quarter inch left, you'd have been blind or dead. So I guess I live my life by quarters instead of inches. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, I've healed up pretty good. It's it's just a freak accident. I mean, honestly, now, though, like we have shed antlers and, you know, European mouths all over the house. And the grandkids play with them, whatever. I don't care. But now I put them all up just because – you know, one of the grandkids running through the house with a little, you know, eight point shed or something and falls on it. It, it just, it, it scares me now. Yep. And I'm not saying everybody's got to do that. I'm just saying I did that, but I had a pretty bad experience. So, and it was nobody's fault. I mean, it just something that happened, but, and I, my, my thing is just don't take anything for granted. Live life while you got it. Cause I thought I was done. But other than that, I've healed up. Yes. So when, uh, when you went in in the and had to go in and see the neurosurgeon, I mean, what did they, what did they end up doing to you? Well, I ended up having like in four days, I had like six CT scans because I kept the, like on CT scan three or four, I can't remember. He's like, that brain bleed is healing. It's, they can see it on the CT. Oh, so you actually Um, had a, a, a brain bleed. Yes, the brain. I had a brain bleed. It it, it poked enough that it bled. Um, which of course my friends just said it didn't hurt a thing. But <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, they said uh, that. Yeah, that that's that's the part that scared me. The I mean, I didn't want to be blind either, but I can live with, with one eye. But you know that the brain injury is what really really scared me. Were they worried about uh, your brain swelling or pressure or pressure? You don't usually hear yes. that pressure on the brain and then they end up having to usually yes. like actually bore into your head and, and to try to relieve that pressure. Right. And that's what they thought they might have to do. And I think that's why that neuro said, said, you are just one of the luckiest people that he said, you need to go buy a lottery ticket. Cause you're, you, you got out of this one pretty easy. And that's, so when he said that, and I mean, guy knows what he's talking about. So, that scared me a little bit too, just thinking about it, but you can't dwell on it. I guess now I just ready to go. Yeah. All that for just loading up a buck. Yeah. Something, yeah, it's, something it's, simple. And you thought you'd be celebrating the arrow shooting a big buck and just like that, just next yeah. thing, next thing you know, you're in the hospital. Yeah. And you know, the G2 was short. I mean, it was a solid point, but it, I don't know. I never dreamed it could have happened. But, you know, I'm a 250-pound guy falling forward. If 
trying to catch myself and I didn't quite make it. <laughs> yeah, so so how far did they figure it went in? They honestly did not say, so I don't know. Um, the time was probably 10 inches long on the G2. So I don't, I mean, it didn't go all the way, obviously. Um, I'm going to say three or four inches, maybe the most. Okay. But it went in from the left eye, then it went across the sinus cavity and then punctured the brain on the right side. So it didn't puncture the left side. So it had to go fairly deep to get, I'm guessing, four inches. Oh, so it went in there. five. So you kind of landed to the side, so it went across your face and in. Okay, I was yep. picturing it going straight in. Wow. Yeah, it, it, and I think that's probably what saved my eye, that it went that way, because he said a quarter inch left, and you'd have, you'd have torn every optic nerve you could have. I mean, did it, does it, so, af- did it affect your sense of smell, or? Yeah. No, not, not at all? Nothing. I mean, that, that's why I mean, I have no side effects from the brain. The, the headaches are still there a little. I noticed like the other day I went bow hunting and uh, I sat for like five hours and I was starting to get a headache when I got down, but that, that could just be a headache. I mean. <clears throat> okay. So, so how many days has it, has it been since the accident now? The accident was on. Uh, November or yeah, November 4th, November 4th. So, so it's been what? One, two, three, four weeks. This will be the fifth week. Wow. Tomorrow's the fifth, fifth week. Five weeks. Yeah. I can't believe I'm actually up and moving and going coyote hunting. So yeah. When you think of, <laughs> you think of a brain injury or brain bleeding. Wow. You, th- you know, I, I think <laughs> brain surgery and, yeah. and you're in the, in the hospital for, for a number of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the crazy part is just, and if you look at me now, you cannot see a thing. I mean, they did a great job. He sewed it up great. The hole and the hole was probably as big as your index finger. I mean, maybe a little bit better than that, but yeah. And you think about sure it, it, you think about infection from a, a dirty glove or, uh, or, you know, just yeah. a buck's tying rubbing on every, yeah. anything and everything. And, that was my biggest fear. Um, and the neurosurgeon, I asked him about that, and he uh, he told me, he said, well, you bled a lot, correct? And I said, yes, I, I, I bled a lot. Um, I got I got actually weak. You know, I thought, I can't, I'm going to pass out. He's like, well, you bled so much, it more than likely it flushed everything out. Okay. And I was like, okay. He said, no, if you have, you know, any kind of symptom of, of it didn't, you need to go to the doctor ASAP. But I've never had. I mean, everything's good to go. Did they end up having to uh, do like a blood transfusion and give you blood or anything? Or they did not. Um, they did not give me blood. Uh, the worst part of the whole deal is they wouldn't let me drink anything for like two days. Okay. <laughs> well, really, no, <laughs> no liquids. Oh, that's None. weird. I couldn't have anything to eat, anything to drink, and they didn't have me on a regular IV. Oh, really? uh, so they had no drip, so I was dehydrated, and that's I think that's what made me. I got kind of sick that third day, and I was like, "Look, I gotta have something to drink. You guys are killing me." Yeah, and sure. uh, they did. I mean, sleeping was kind of rough. You know, you can't sleep on that side of your face for a week or two. You know, two weeks probably. Um, I'd wake up in the middle of the night, I roll over on it or something. But 
yeah, it's it's healed up pretty pretty great. So looking back at that day, I mean, is there anything you think you could have done differently, or or you think it's just a total freak accident and and? Uh... Yeah, I think it's just a freak accident. Just freak accident. I mean, we've all loaded deer that anybody that's deer hunting killed deer. You throw them in the truck, you throw them in the side by side, you yep. drag them. You're and it's it's uh, it's just a freak accident. Yeah, you always think about the tie-ins. I actually did a podcast with a with a guy um, uh, about a month ago, and he went to retrieve his buck. He was another big guy, about two hundred eighty pound guy, and he slipped. Uh, he was in a ravine and he slipped and fell down on a buck's antler and it punctured through his calf and up behind his knee and hit one of the main uh, arteries in there. Well, luckily this guy had been, um, uh, he's been training to be an EMT and luckily he, he okay. knew enough to uh, put a tourniquet on his leg and control that tourniquet enough between that and his boy scout training and uh, yeah, right. that that saved his life for sure. But yeah, you, and, you know, I've seen other accidents. I mean, uh, a buddy of mine, the knife slipped as he was gutting the deer, and it it cut his hand, his opposite hand to the bone. So we literally had to wrap him up, take him to ER, and get him stitches. But <laughs> we actually left the deer in the woods and just took him, and then I come back and got it after we got done. But uh, yeah, just freak accident. I mean, he. You just never know. Yeah, it's kind and of... They always take it for granted. I mean, everybody that does it, it's like, I've done this 50 times. I don't have to worry about it. That's right. But I guess... And maybe I'm just singing to the choir. I don't know if this has happened to me, but I'm a little more cautious now. No, it's not a bad thing. And yeah, a good thing you got had good buddies along with you to get you off to the ER quick. And, and uh, definitely someone up above was looking after you that night for sure. Otherwise, you know, who knows another quarter inch punctures yep. your brain and you know, no, we're not here talking tonight. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's the great thing is just, yeah, there's a reason he, he didn't let me go nowhere. Um, I don't know what it is yet, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> he has bigger, <laughs> bigger plans for you. Apparently somewhere. I, I hope, I hope. No, I appreciate you coming on tonight, Scott, and uh, sharing yeah, your story with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, just be careful. <laughs> have fun. Yeah, have fun. And, and uh, yeah, it's like you said, it, it's just, it's. I don't want to say people get complacent, but you kind of used to doing the same thing all the time and uh, just kind of a way of life and, and just the simplest things sometimes can end yeah. up killing you. Exactly. All right, Scott. Well, thank you very much. All right, brother. I appreciate the time, and it's great talking with you. All right, you too. If there's one thing we can all learn from Scott's story is accidents happen, and sometimes it doesn't matter how routine the activity is. They happen fast, and it's usually the smallest detail that causes a problem. But fully enjoying the journey is walking that fine line of life and death. I think Fred Bear said it best. Immerse yourself in the outdoor experience, and it will cleanse your soul and make you a better person. I encourage every outdoorsman to seek your local Wounded Heroes or Wounded Warriors project 
and volunteer your hunting or fishing skills to those who served our great country. The Wounded Warrior Program is the official U.S. program that assists and advocates for severely wounded, ill, and injured soldiers, veterans, and their families, wherever they are located, regardless of military status. The program strives to foster the smooth recovery of wounded warriors as they recover from battle-related injuries. Aside from helping soldiers recover from physical wounds, they also work to help soldiers recover from psychological stress that often accompanies a combat-related injury. One way they accomplish this is with the Wounded Warrior Hunt. I want everyone out there to please stay safe and enjoy all that Mother Nature has to offer. If you like what you heard today, click the subscribe button to hear more upcoming stories. If you or someone you know have a survival story you'd like to share, contact me at isurvivethewildoutdoors at gmail.com.